0: AM 630, the Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Baron Wiley.
1: Thank you and welcome to The Word. The Word in South Texas is what we've always been known as, but right here in South Texas, there's a brand new church I'm going to tell you about here in just a second here, but you're listening to the Church Elite program where every week we re- we like to remind you uh, that in 1 Timothy 5.17, it says, Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. And this new church I'm talking about, well, it's called Trinity Grace, and you can find them at trinitygracesa.org. Actually, you can find them on Babcock Road because they meet inside the Lutheran High School there. I'd like you to meet Pastor Michael Novak. Welcome to AM630 The Word, Pastor. How are you, sir?
2: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me this morning, Baron.
1: Oh, it's my honor to have you here. And again, God bless you for starting a new church on the northwest side of San Antonio, again off Babcock Road, right?
2: That's right. We meet there at the Lutheran High School of San Antonio on Babcock and Camp Bullis.
1: How did you get led to, to start a church right there?
2: Well, you know, we moved to San Antonio in 2010, and we spent seven years on the campus of Trinity University as a chaplain for our denominational campus ministry. We were there basically sharing Jesus with students and trying to disciple students as they walked with Jesus. And after seven years of fruitful ministry there, we were called by our denomination to plant a new church on the northwest side of San Antonio. As you know, it's a rapidly growing area of San Antonio, one of the most fastest growing areas uh, in our city, and, uh, and our denomination uh, kind of singled it out as an area that was ripe for uh, a new church plant and a kingdom work. And so uh, they called us, and we answered the call and moved there in June of 2017.
1: So I said new, so you've been over a year and, and well, growing.
2: you know, we got there in June of 2017, we uh-huh. moved and bought a house there, and began gathering a core group of folks that were interested in our vision and values and so we spent the good uh, first part of a year uh, gathering folks and gathering around uh, a, a common mission and vision for what this church would be in mm. northwest San Antonio, uh, and then launched about eight months into those meetings, uh, public worship on Sunday mornings. Excellent. And so we launched public worship in February of 2018, and we've been worshiping now for nine months there at Lutheran High School.
1: And you keep saying, and you're meeting at Lutheran High School, but your church is not Lutheran.
2: It's not. Uh, <laughs> It's funny. Lutheran High School has been so generous. Uh, The headmaster there uh, really believes in what we're doing. He loves to see kingdom work happening in that area of the city. And uh, he's invited us in to use his space on Sunday mornings and we couldn't be more thankful. We are Presbyterian though, not Lutheran, but very (laughs) close cousins.
1: Very good. Hey, some good uh, Presbyterians that I'm a fan of, and I think you are too, Tim Keller. Absolutely. Matter of fact, you quote him on your your website. In fact, the headline on your site says, Reaching and Renewing San Antonio with the Hope of the Gospel. Mm -hmm. So Reaching and Renewing, how do you do that, Pastor Novak?
2: Yeah, well, our goal there in Northwest San Antonio uh, is really twofold, and it follows the Great Commission from Christ. We want to be about reaching or evangelizing our friends and neighbors with the good news of what Jesus has done in his life, death, and resurrection. And we also want to be about renewing or discipling our friends and neighbors. We believe that Jesus wants to meet people where they're at, but he does not leave them where they're at. Mm. And so we want folks to come into the community at Trinity Grace so that they might grow. Uh, in their Christ-likeness, and their holiness, and how they follow Jesus in everyday life.
1: All right, so give me some practical examples of what your church does there at Trinity Grace.
2: Sure. Well, the front door is really Sunday morning worship. Mm -hmm. Uh, We want to be a worshiping people that gather every Sunday uh, to declare God's goodness and grace towards us uh, and to rejoice, to be shaped and formed by the gospel together. And so the front door, Sunday morning worship at 10 o'clock there at Lutheran High School. Uh, and we're really trying to do a few things there with our worship service. Uh, there's five words that come to mind when I think about what we're trying to do. We want to be thoughtful in everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want it to be a beautiful service, uh, a service that is aesthetically pleasing, uh, not just physically, but also spiritually. Well, we want to be relevant, mm-hmm. um, in, uh, in the songs that we sing, in the prayers uh, that we pray, in the mm-hmm. confessions that we confess, and in the, the, the sermons that are preached. Uh, and the last two uh, that I think about are um, the fact that we want to be historic. Uh, and I think that this resonates with millennials specifically. Yeah. They are looking for substance, they're looking for something sacred, uh, and they're looking for something that's tied to history. Uh, and so being a part of a denomination that reaches back for hundreds of years, mm. uh, a tradition that reaches back for centuries, in fact, um, we, uh, we take the best of what the church offers through the history uh, and, and try to bring it into play. Did you grow up mornings. in that church, too, the, the Presbyterian? You know, I didn't. I grew up in a non-denominational yeah. uh, evangelical church. Um, but got involved in uh, the Presbyterian Church in college, yeah, and uh, and was attracted to some of these things that we're trying to bring here uh, to the northwest side of San Antonio.
1: Wow! So tell me, so again, and I know this from reading uh, on your website. And again, the website is TrinityGraceSa.org. Uh, but you went to seminary in Tennessee as well.
2: Well, where you uh, grew up, went to uh, college uh, at the University of Tennessee. I call it the other UT down here. Uh, when <laughs> right. people say UT, UT. I automatically yeah. think of Knoxville, not Austin. Right. Uh, but I have slowly changed my ways, uh, and it's a different color orange <laughs> yeah, exactly. down here. Um, but I, I graduated w- uh, with a degree in history from University of Tennessee, and then me and my wife moved to St. Louis, Missouri, where we went to Covenant Theological Seminary. Gotcha. So I spent three years there, and I earned a master's in divinity. Uh, and then after three years, we moved down here to San Antonio to be at Trinity University. Did
1: you meet your wife at, uh, in college?
2: We met in high school, actually. Get uh, out. That's a fun story. Yeah. Uh, you should come to Trinity Grace just to hear that story yeah, from give her. Give us a little taste here. Uh, but I'll tell you, yeah, we are high school sweethearts. Yeah. And, uh, and Well, I use sweethearts. So I probably shouldn't use that word. <laughs> uh, we were friends in high school and dated a few times. Uh-huh. And um, she could not get enough of me in high school. Well, of course. Of course. But I wouldn't <laughs> have much to do with her. And then when we got to college, boy, did the tables turn. Mm-hmm. I realized what I had missed out on. And I came begging, basically. Yeah. And she said no many, many times uh, until the end of our college career. Uh, we started dating, and it went pretty quickly because we were such good friends. Sure. And so we uh, dated for six months, we were engaged for five months, and then and married. And I'll tell you, I finished my last year of college as a married man, and I never had better grades in my life.
1: Hallelujah. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. Kids?
2: Uh, we've got three kids. Uh, we've got a 10-year-old son and an 8-year-old and a 6-year-old daughter. Wow. So she is busy at home.
1: Uh, so where's Christmas at?
2: Christmas will be here in San Antonio yeah. uh, for one of the uh, one of the first San Antonio Christmases that we've had. Okay, um, because we've planted this church, it right. requires us to be around town this season. Correct, important season for the church.
1: Well, we're so honored and blessed to have uh, Trinity Grace uh, as our church of the week here on AM six thirty. The Word. Pastor Michael Novak is uh, where you'll find him every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock uh, on the campus of the Lutheran High School. And so give me some directions there. I know it's on Babcock Road, and it's kind of nestled back behind uh, the golf course there. But tell That's us how right. to get there.
2: Uh, it's, it's right on the corner of Babcock and Camp Bullis. And so if you come up I-10 uh, from the city, you'll take the Camp Bullis exit. And take a left onto Camp Bullis and keep coming down Camp Bullis until you dead end into Babcock. You'll see the school there on your right. It's right by the Arnold Palmer um, course mm-hmm. uh, and uh, just behind La um, uh and uh, the hotel there.
1: Yeah, very nice indeed. And again, you can learn more on the website at TrinityGraceSA.org. Uh, Pastor Michael Novak, I know you. Like you said, you went to Bible college, and and uh, and you're doing what you're doing today. But when did you get the call? When did the Lord say you're you're called?
2: Yeah, um, you know, it was really in high school um, when I started to dip my toe into uh, the water of ministry and started thinking about it seriously. Uh, But in the Presbyterian Church, for better or worse, we value an educated clergy, and so uh, I couldn't necessarily do anything with this internal call that I felt at that point in time except for serve my local church Mm -hmm. in ways that were uh, available. And so I would lead Bible studies, I would have the opportunity to preach from time to time, and it was always something that brought me lots of joy in life, and it's something that it seemed to feed God's people. And so I decided to go to college and just study something that I wanted to study, which was history and political science, Mm. Uh, got that degree, uh, and continued to receive affirmation to pursue pursue ministry. And so that led us to St. Louis, where we attended seminary. And I'll tell you, even in seminary, I wasn't quite sure God was calling me to (laughs) ministry, because you're (laughs) not sure he's calling you to ministry until you actually get a job. Yeah. And so I had the internal call. Uh, but uh, luckily, the external call was also there when we graduated, and mm. uh, and we wound up down here in San Antonio.
1: Are there ministers in your family?
2: There are not. Um, so you're the first. I am huh? the first. Wow. Yes, sir. Well, God
1: bless you again there too. That's a that's a leap. Yes. What did you, What did your folks think uh, when you said I'm going to go in the ministry?
2: You know, they were proud, um, All right. and then, uh, they were encouraging, and uh, and I think that they appreciate uh, the role that I have uh, in. Mm. Um, here, here in San Antonio and in the church. And so,
1: yeah. Did you have a mentor growing up that kind of helped you go in this
2: direction? Sure. Yeah. There were lots uh, of mentors along the way. Well, honor
1: one of them here, would you?
2: Yeah. uh, Well, one of them was my youth minister. Um, And uh, Randy Ray was his name. His name wouldn't mean much to anybody here, uh, but it means a lot to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was a faithful youth minister uh, there in Memphis, Tennessee, where I grew up. Uh, Somebody that led me to the Lord. Uh, I was converted in seventh grade, and then also discipled me through the years. Mm. And um, at a youth camp,
1: or a what youth happened? camp is where yep. I was
2: converted. Yes, and it was it was the preaching of God's word straight from Ephesians chapter two. Um, I still remember? I, I remember it clear as day. I, I remember the feeling I had mm-hmm. uh, that night after uh, I gave uh, my heart to the Lord and accepted Him as as Savior. Mm. Um, and yeah, seventh grade um, preaching of God's word was effective in my heart. Ephesians 2, um, it was the preaching of God's Word that uh, drew me to himself, um, and uh, it was powerful. I um, was converted in seventh grade, and then uh, the Lord really uh, took me on a discipleship process under his ministry uh, for the following years through high school. Um, and so it might seem like, um, like lowly work, uh, but <laughs> I will tell you, youth ministry, um, the impact that folks can have Correct. in that age and stage of life is, is unbelievable.
1: I'm gonna say this, you're a young guy. Yes, sir. I'm 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 fifty and you look like you're I'm thirty four. Well I was gonna put you like you know your upper twenties there, so you're, oh, well, you're good. Yeah. So you're a good <laughs> good young man there too. How do we get the young the millennials today?
2: That's a good question. You know, I I think that millennials um are looking for a few things just off the top of my head. First, I really do think that we're seeing a millennial resurgence coming back to churches that value a sacred, historic mm. um, uh, component in their worship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we're trying to do at Trinity Grace is if you visit, and we hope that you do, is you're going to find a very liturgical worship service, mm-hmm. meaning that we are not there as consumers. We are not there as Um, as passive people on Sunday morning, we believe that God is calling us to worship as active people, as participants in worship. Yes. And so folks that come to Trinity Grace will know that they've got a part to play. There's prayers they're going to pray. um, There's confessions that they're going to confess, both confessions of sin and confessions of faith. um, And they are there to be active, Mm. um, not just consumers. Uh, And I think that that resonates with millennials, um, that we have some substance... Uh, There's not much fluff in our worship service. We are based on God's word. Um, And I think that uh, counterintuitively, that resonates with younger folks.
1: Well, I think you're on the right track, Pastor.
2: The other thing I think about, too, in that area specifically, and it doesn't just touch millennials. I think it touches everybody up Mm -hmm. there. In the urban core, you've got poverty. You've got financial poverty. Up where we're at, you've got different kinds of poverty. Hmm. You've got relational poverty. And so we think that providing community for folks in that area is our mercy ministry in some ways. Mm. You've got uh, poverty of emotion. Uh, You've got folks that are addicted uh, to materialism or alcohol Mm -hmm. um, or other substances. And so we're really trying to craft a ministry in that area that reaches in and touches these aspects of people's life, um, specifically relationship and you know, the lack of depth that a lot of us experience when it comes to community.
1: Yeah. And I know based on where you're at there near the Palmer course, et cetera, uh, you got UTSA in your mission field, Uh, obviously everything that's out there too. And you're also under the shadow of of Oak Hills, which is right there too. So you've, you're you're in a nice little, little pocket. It is a great
2: pocket. And, And I'm glad you brought up UTSA, Uh, because this is one of the fastest-growing areas in San Antonio, like Mm -hmm. we mentioned, Um, and it's only going to continue to grow. You've got uh, lots of businesses and corporations that have made their home in that area, Valero, USAA, Security Services Bank. Um, But then you also have 30,000 college students right in our backyard. And one of the exciting things that we're doing in launching this new church is we're launching it in conjunction with a new campus ministry at UTSA. And so we have a full-time man on staff with us that his full-time job is to be on campus reaching students for Jesus, mm. uh, discipling them, and hopefully plugging them back into our church.
1: Was that what you were doing at
2: uh, That's Trinity? That's what I was doing at Trinity. So you know how to do it. Uh, yeah. I, 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 you know. <laughs> you wrote the manual. <laughs> I, well, I don't know about that. I've got some good ideas maybe. But well, cool. Um, but yeah. Uh, and so we are, we are partnering with that new ministry at UTSA, which is exciting. Um, and Oak Hills uh, is in our backyard, and I was joking with you before that it 's such a big place and, and such such a, um, a faithful place. Yeah. Um, and they've been generous to us. Isn't that neat? It is so neat. Even in offering us office space to use mm. in their facility, uh, encouraging us uh, that we're a part of the same team. Mm. Um, and, uh, and I joke with them that we hope to catch a few people that are lost. Hey! <laughs> uh, that they'll, that <laughs> think, they'll come to Trinity Grace thinking they're going to Oak Hills, maybe.
1: <laughs> but I, I, I agree with you, though, that this whole kingdom-minded uh, pivot— that I'm seeing in in the local churches here is is real. More pastors are networking with other pastors. And I see that firsthand here at the radio station. It's family.
2: I definitely sense that. And there's a lot of synergy happening, even in our denomination here in San Antonio, Mm -hmm. but beyond our denomination. Uh, So we were planted out of a mother church uh, downtown, Redeemer Presbyterian Church, Mm -hmm. that has been in town for about 15 years. And they actually sent us with a number of families that live out in our area. They
1: kicked those families out and gave They game kicked them out
2: and said, <laughs> come on. Uh, it's all about the mission and, and the kingdom work that's happening. And so we got a little bit of a head start thanks to their generosity. And I'll tell you, I've never been a part of a more healthy process. Um, there was no competition, um, no ill will, um, only encouragement and, um, and excitement. Well, again, um, from churches we've experienced.
1: Well, fantastic! I love to see that. Trinity Grace is the name of the church. TrinityGraceSA dot org is the website. Uh, we're talking to Pastor Michael Novak. You're listening to the Church of the Week here on AM six thirty. The Word. Hey, again, learn more at, at TrinityGraceSA dot org. The church is meeting every Sunday morning at ten o'clock at the uh, Lutheran High School. There, God bless those nice folks for opening up their doors. Uh, Pastor Novak. 10 o'clock is when we start. What happens when I show up? Where do I go?
2: Well, you show up and you come right through the front doors. There's a big Mustang. It's actually a statue in the front. You can't miss it. And uh, you'll walk by the Mustang. Uh, You'll come through our front doors. We've got coffee. We've got cookies there to welcome folks. Uh, You'll grab a name tag, uh, write it yourself, put it on uh, so that we can greet you by name. And, And you'll come on through the lobby and we actually meet in the gymnasium. And so if you get to our front door we'll have some folks there to point you in the right direction and give you a warm welcome
1: and uh, worship starts off then
2: worship starts right at 10 and it starts uh with uh, a welcome And uh, and a call to worship, Mm. um, because we believe that God gets the first word and that it's him who invites us into his presence. And so we'll receive a call to worship, uh, to be refreshed and renewed with God's grace and his gospel, Uh, and then we'll sing some songs. And what we do is we sing some contemporary music Mm -hmm. uh, mixed in with some historic hymns. Uh, And normally these historic hymns are historic hymns that are rewritten to new music, um, and so uh, it's uh, it's something that we're proud of, and
1: the, the theology is sound, and rich e- theology, and, then, and exactly
2: yes. Well, good. Um, hopefully, the theology sound and, and it's uh, and it's singable for a congregation. <laughs> um, those are our and two the older goals. folks
1: appreciate. I know the I know the Absolutely. words. Absolutely, oh, yeah. that's, a,
2: that's a win. And so, yeah,
1: make some announcements, and then you take the pulpit.
2: Make some announcements. Uh, We sing a few songs, um, and after a few songs, uh, we we come to a time where we confess our sin corporately, and this is where I'd love for people to participate. Um, And so we confess our sin out loud um, because I think it's important for us to hear words coming out of our mouth, Mm. and it's important for us to hear words coming out of our neighbor's mouth. In terms of how we've sinned and what we believe. Hmm. And so we have a a time of confession and renewal where it always ends with God's forgiveness and grace in Mm -hmm. our life, a reminder of who he is and how he longs to love us and forgive us. Uh, And then from there, we move into a few more songs uh, and then uh, a, a, a more extended time of prayer and then a sermon that normally lasts hopefully no more than 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, My goal is uh, to preach a 25- to 30-minute sermon. Uh, We welcome kids into our worship service and so are always mindful of them, happy to have them there as they're squirming and even fussing a little bit. It's no problem at all. Um, It's it's, all family. Oh, it's all family, absolutely. And then after the sermon, we celebrate communion weekly. Uh, And so we end our time after the sermon coming to the Lord's table, celebrating what He's done for us through His body given for us and His blood shed for us. And then we'll sing one more song and receive the last word from God, which is known as the benediction, Yes. a blessing on our week as we go out to serve and to love our friends and neighbors in San Antonio.
1: And do you teach uh, out of, you know, out of out of books or a series?
2: Great what, question. What yes. are you into right now? Uh, so right now we're just finishing up a, a sermon series on the Book of First Peter, which mm-hmm. has been exciting because Peter is talking specifically to a post-Christian. Type of world. You know, well, they're pre Christian in a sense, um, but there weren't many Christians in that day and age. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a growing movement. Uh, Peter was trying to encourage them in the midst of suffering and persecution. And I think we're on the back end in our culture and in our context. We're entering into a post Christian context where Peter's words are very relevant for us today. Mm. Uh, And so normally we pick a book of the Bible and we'll work our way systematically through that book uh, for seasons. Uh, And so we're about to kick off a new series for Advent, four weeks in December, Mm -hmm. looking at the servant songs of Isaiah. There's four servant songs in Isaiah, and Isaiah mentions this servant. He doesn't give him a name, but we know now that he's Jesus. And so we're going to be looking at the hope uh, and the patient waiting of God's people as they eagerly anticipate this long-awaited servant. Uh, who we know Jesus, Amen, um, Amen, is the one that comes. So,
1: do you go back and forth, old and new, or do you? How do you uh, plan out nineteen?
2: Uh, yeah, we try to. Uh, and so the the hope is that if you came to Trinity Grace and you spent two to three years with us, you would have a steady diet of God's word, both mm-hmm. old and new. Uh, and I tell our folks it really protects them, and it protects me. Mm. It protects them because they are getting a steady diet of God's word. Uh, they're hearing everything that He has to say, and it protects. Uh, And it protects them, too, from my hobby horses. Um, (laughs) If I'm moving through a book of the Bible, I don't just get to pick and choose the topics that I want to preach on. Uh, And it protects me because if I am preaching on something and it pricks your heart, or it pushes you in a way that is uncomfortable, it's not my fault. It's the Lord speaking through his word, and it was just the next passage in his word that we were looking at. And so I say it protects them and me, uh, and I think it's a healthy way to move through the scriptures together on a Sunday morning.
1: Very good. So uh, as far as 2019 goes uh, and maybe the future for uh, Trinity Grace, what do you see happening? Only the Lord knows, of course. Absolutely,
2: yeah. Well, what, we are, what we're focused on is, is uh, trying to provide a, a worship service on Sunday morning that mm-hmm. can help people grow, that can help them worship the Lord. Um, and uh, we also have a second avenue of ministry that we recently kicked off this past year, and we call them Neighborhood Groups. There are groups that meet throughout Northwest San Antonio, and folks gather for friendship. Mm-hmm. They gather to pray for one another, and they gather to discuss the sermon from that morning. And so they discuss the passage that we looked at, and then there's sermon questions that they also talk about. I joke with them, I get to speak at them for 30 minutes, <laughs> and they get a chance uh, in turn to process that together and speak back out loud what they think God is teaching them. Uh, and so we want to continue uh, growing that neighborhood group ministry in our midst. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I think another aspect that, that we're looking to grow into is our children's ministry. Sure. Uh, lots of young families up in that area of the city. And so a high priority for us is to um, provide uh, a ministry for our children that is substantial. Uh, we've got a nursery, but it's not just babysitting. Uh, we have got spiritual formation that is happening during that time. And so, as parents come to Trinity Grace, they can be assured that they're dropping their kids off with background checked, screened volunteers mm. that are trained and that love their children and want to see them grow into the Lord's uh, love and care for them.
1: Well, that's fantastic there, too. Uh, God has provided uh, the Lutheran High School there for you as uh, your plans to, to stay there as long as you can.
2: Well, it, it's such a because that gymnasium's got a oh, room I, to grow. I, I'm I sure. joke with folks that it, it's got room to grow and room to shrink, and so uh, <laughs> we can we can go either way. Yeah. And uh, however the Lord blesses us, I hope it goes uh, the growth way. Um, but Lutheran has been so generous to us. Um, there might come a day uh, where we get tired of setting up the tabernacle, so to right. speak, because we are setting up and tearing down on a weekly basis, and uh, there can be volunteer fatigue involved with that. Sure. And so uh, we do have eyes in the future of potentially having our own space. Uh, Normally with a church plant, that can take um, a decade. Um, And so uh, we're only nine months in, uh, but constantly thinking about where is the Lord going to move us next, but happy with where we're at.
1: Well, Pastor, Pastor Michael Novak, uh, would you take a minute to invite our listeners to come to church on Sunday?
2: Absolutely. We would love to welcome you to Trinity Grace. Uh, as Baron mentioned, we meet at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning, San Antonio Lutheran High School. And, um, and if you make your way to the front door, uh, we'll make sure that you uh, receive a warm welcome, and, uh, and we'll lead you the rest of the way uh, through that service.
1: Awesome. Well, Pastor Michael Novak, what an honor to have you here, and I thank you for ob- obeying the call to come to San Antonio, Texas, from Memphis, Tennessee, uh, to plant Trinity Grace, and uh, and again, to to bring your beautiful family as well. What do you like to do for fun with your family?
2: Oh, that's a great question. We love to uh, try new restaurants. Yeah. Um, so I, after,
1: after church, where do we go?
2: Uh, you know, uh, normally our, our favorite spot now is the UTSA spot Fuzzy's, Fuzzy's Tacos. Oh, yeah? It's right there on... Uh, on Babcock, on our way home, and so we'll stop off there a lot of times with uh, with church friends and have lunch. Yeah. Uh, the rim is another popular spot. Of course. Torchy's Tacos just opened Torchy's, up there too. Yeah. Uh, been going to the one on Bassie here for uh, a long so time good.
1: but well i'm glad to hear that's open and, and what the kids what do they like to do oh
2: the kids uh my son is is a diehard sports fan uh-huh. um, i don't know if he'll be an athlete but he could definitely be a commentator uh or uh, a personality on espn potentially <laughs> uh, and my daughters are super creative they're into art and music uh and they enjoy time outside
1: well, again, beautiful family, a beautiful church, and a beautiful thing the Lord is doing at Trinity Grace, TrinityGraceSA, uh, dot, I'm trinitygracesay.org, right. and, uh, and again, church starts at 10 a.m. this Sunday morning, and I thank you, Pastor Michael Novak, uh, for being our Church of the Week here on AM630 The Word.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Baron. It's a huge blessing.
1: Uh, the honor is ours. And I thank you, this great uh, you great listeners listening to AM630, The Word. Thank you for joining us today as
0: we featured our AM630, The Word, Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com.